0: More myths about weight loss and fitness, today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Tarano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast offering accurate information about weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding, helping you reach your goals so you can have the body you've always wanted. Again, I apologize for not getting these out on a more consistent basis. I'm busy running my CBD company, and it just takes a lot of time. Today we're going to cover about 15 different myths about weight loss and bodybuilding and fitness. I hear this a lot. I have a sedentary lifestyle and that's why I I can't lose weight or that's why I'm not getting ripped from all my working out. Let me give you a, a little secret. Everybody has a sedentary lifestyle. I mean, unless you're a professional athlete. Most people sit or stand during their day. They're sitting at their desk or they're standing at work giving presentations. If you're a construction worker, I get it. If you're a guy laying sod, I get it. If you're a roofer, you are moving. But most people have relatively sedentary lifestyles. So that's not really an excuse because there are people who have sedentary lifestyles and are still in pretty good shape. That means they're working out more consistently, they're watching what they eat Monday through Friday, and when they cheat, they don't fall off the wagon and crush it. They just have something small, they cheat, they enjoy it, and they get back into their eating style or into their eating routine. So you can't use the, I have a sedentary lifestyle, because I have a sedentary lifestyle. My activity is created by going to the gym and working out, going to the gym and doing cardio, doing cardio on the weekends around the neighborhood, and then playing golf, which is just not that hard. I have a fast metabolism. That's why I can't put on weight or muscles. No, You don't have a fast metabolism. Most people don't have a fast metabolism. Most people don't have a slow metabolism. They have a normal metabolism. You know who has a fast metabolism? A squirrel. Their heart rate's about 110 while they're sleeping and about 300 beats per minute while walking around doing squirrel shit. That's a fast metabolism. They move like lightning. You know who has a slow metabolism? A Galapagos tortoise. It's like six beats per minute, and they live to be about 170 years old. So, a slow metabolism would keep you alive a lot longer, just like alligators and crocodiles. They have a slow heart rate, they have a slow metabolism. That's why they can go months without eating. So, the whole excuse of, I have a sedentary lifestyle, I have a fast metabolism, I can't put on size and weight, I have a slow metabolism, I can't lose weight, these are all myths, these are all excuses. And there's nothing you can eat to speed up your metabolism. Don't let anybody bullshit you on that. If you want to get bigger, lift more weight. If you want to get bigger in general, you can just eat more food. If you want to lose weight, that's a function of diet and cardio. And it's always interesting when you hear a guy who's skinny who says, man, I eat a lot. And I go, what's that? He's like, well, I eat this, that, and the other thing. And then I have an extra can of tuna fish during the day. And I go, yeah, that's about 1,800 calories. So again, you try to keep things in perspective. My friends would eat 4,000 calories a day. That is a ton of food. I can't put on muscle. I hear that one a lot. I can't put on muscle. I can't get big legs. Those two seem to go hand in hand. Really? You can't get big legs, but the rest of you is muscular. Or you can't put on muscle at all. Somehow you're special like those special people who have slow and fast metabolisms? No. Your workout is just not intense, it's not intelligent, it's not consistent. The three things I look at when I look at a workout are you training intelligently? Are you training with intensity? And are you training consistently? When you do those three things, your results and your workout become amazing. It's not that hard, it's not that difficult. As my jiu instructor says, it's simple, but it's not easy. So you have to go back to the basics. Imagine if you heard Michael Jordan or Kobe or Larry Bird say, I'm just not a good free-thrower. I just don't have a good three-pointer. I'm just not good at layups. Uh, it's just the way I was born. Somebody would go, you're full of shit, man. You just aren't practicing enough. And uh, stop practicing monster gorilla dunks, stand there at the free-throw line, and start shooting free-throws. Stand at the three-point line and start practicing three-pointers. Practice the monster gorilla dunks on your own time, but here we stick with the basics. Same thing with Tiger Woods. Before he ended every day of practice, he made 100 putts. He didn't try 100 putts. He made 100 putts. And somebody's like, you got to be kidding me. This guy didn't walk off the green until he made 100 putts? Yeah, that's how you get great. And he didn't do them one-footed, he didn't do them blindfolded, he didn't do them with one hand on the putter, he just stood there and hit putts. Therefore, if you can't put on muscle or if you can't get big legs, you better review your workout, your intelligence, your consistency, your intensity, and really your commitment. How badly do you want it? That's really a function of everything. How badly do you want it and what are you willing to do to get it? Here are two things I hear personal trainers say right before I want to murder them. Don't push with your heels and don't let your knees go past your toes. And I want to go, what anatomy and physiology book did you read that in? Don't push with your heels. The push of the foot comes from the quads, not any particular part of the foot, not the heel, not the toe, not the ball of your foot. It comes from the quad And it comes by extending the lower part of the leg. This means that regardless of what happens with your foot, your heel, your toes while you're squatting or leg pressing or hack squatting, it's irrelevant. As long as the weight is going up, the quads are being worked. This means you shouldn't worry about anything other than being stable, being safe, so you can drive or lift as much weight as possible. That's it. That's all. This is not ballet. This is not trying to hit a three iron. This is weightlifting, an explosive ballistic movement that requires aggressive contractions of the muscle. When you begin to reach your apex or the pinnacle of weight that you can lift, then certain subtleties do come into play. But in general, people are all slightly different. Their biomechanics are slightly different. When you watch professional baseball players stand at the plate and hit fastballs, They all look a little different. Some guys are sort of squatted down like Pete Rose. Some guys are standing up tall. Some guys have their left foot sort of raised a little bit as they're going to step into the pitch. But all of them do probably the same thing. They keep the bat off the shoulders. They watch the ball. They start early. And when they strike the ball, they probably all look exactly the same. But what they do before and what they do afterwards is irrelevant as long as they put that bat on the ball. Same thing with weightlifting. Just lift the weight, and then when something feels uncomfortable, you correct it. Don't let the personal trainer tell you how to do it. Don't let somebody who can't lift the same amount of weight as you tell you what to do. You correct it. You adjust your body. You change the position so you can lift the maximum amount of weight possible. Here's another myth I love. Lifting faster burns calories. Lifting faster will make you leaner meaning less rest between sets. And that's complete bullshit because weightlifting is not aerobic. And little rest between sets just hampers your ability to lift weight because you haven't fully recovered before you start your next set. Last thing you want to do is jump under a heavy, heavy weight or a weight that's going to require a lot of intensity while you're still out of breath. You want to recover fully from your previous set before you start the next set. This is going to allow you to get the maximum amount of reps out of the energy that was just replenished in those muscles. This means when guys in the gym walk up to you and go, hey, you sure do talk a lot. You tell them, yeah, I sure lift a lot too. And because of that, I have to rest between sets. But you're welcome to join us. What you need to understand about steroids. Here's a couple things I want you to know about steroids, especially if you're new to the gym. I don't care if you're young or old. But when you see a guy passing out advice, and again, this is not a knock on anybody who takes steroids, but again, I don't like people who start from third base and say they hit a home run. Life's a lot easier when you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Life's a lot easier in the gym when you're taking drugs. So you shouldn't be passing out advice unless you pass out accurate advice. So, steroids increase the speed and the rate of muscle synthesis. This means you build muscle much faster, and you build more of it at a faster rate. Ever see a boy become a man over the summer? What happened? He didn't start lifting weights. He just had this huge influx of testosterone. And that's what it does to guys who are in the gym. If they're taking good steroids, meaning somebody didn't make it in a bathtub, they actually are taking real pharmaceuticals, They work really well. Are they safe? Probably not. But then again, some people take steroids and die at 90. Some people take steroids and die at 40. Take your chances. It increases vascularity. Okay, this is what gives those guys those hose-like veins. And this is what gives guys veins where they don't normally appear, like your shoulders and your stomach and usually your quads. It increases the size of the vasculature, And this is why their veins look like roadmaps. Same thing with women who are typically fatter than men just because they're women. You see a woman with crazy type of vasculature, that's from steroids. And all this muscle synthesis requires a lot of calories. This is how guys taking tons of drugs usually end up being ripped if they're not going bonkers with their eating. Because their workouts, they're using additional calories, their metabolism is sped up, that's why they're always hot, their muscle synthesis is at a much faster rate, which utilizes additional calories as they recover, therefore it utilizes additional body fat. So these are some things that you can see in the gym, in the people who use it. Not a bad thing, not a good thing, it's just what it is. A couple things about weight loss. Ever see somebody who's, let's say, middle aged or maybe not even middle age, but you haven't seen them for like three or four, four or five years, and they're like 30 pounds overweight? You're like, "What the hell happened to you?" And they're like, "Well, nothing really. I got, you know, I, I got married and you know, I just haven't been working out. So what has happened is is those daily workouts or their weekly workouts, or whatever they were doing, that was utilizing a small amount of calories every day, even if they were just mowing the lawn and doing yard work and washing their car. That activity is enough to burn up those extra calories that accumulate to make us fat. So 50 extra calories a day is five pounds in a year. Three years, that's 15 pounds. And 50 calories is nothing. So imagine an extra beer or two. Beer is 150 calories. A light beer is 100 calories. So two extra beers a day, 200 extra calories. That's 20 pounds a year. That's 60 pounds in three years. So you can see that normal weight gain is the slow, gradual accumulation of a small amount of calories over a long period of time. If two beers would make you 60 pounds overweight after three years. This is because we typically do the same things every day and more or less we eat the same things every day. And it's just those few extra calories that don't get utilized because our activity level has dropped a little bit, that begin to accumulate. And you can see that delicate balance where the calories in is about equivalent to the calories out. Either that or everybody be walking around 500 pounds overweight. But that's not how weight gain occurs. It's slow. It's gradual. It's imperceptible. Only when you force feed yourself or when you eat more than normal, like let's say on a cruise when you're eating at a buffet, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then you go to the midnight buffet, and then they have the pizza bar and the ice cream machine that's free, that's when you gain five pounds in a week. But again, normal weight gain is not like that. Plus, we also have something called a conscience. So when somebody goes, man, I had a big lunch, I'm going to have a light dinner, that actually helps control their weight gain. But also remember, if you have any amount of weight to lose, whether it's five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 or 50 pounds, it will occur. It ain't like becoming rich. There is no luck. There is no chance. There is no being at the right place at the right time. It's simply doing the right things consistently. And it's going to involve a little bit of sacrifice. That means you're not going to be able to eat what you want anytime you want. It means you're going to have to put in possibly a little extra exercise. It means you're going to have to have some self-control and some self-discipline. But man, if that's all it takes to get the body you want and live a better life, why not? Shit, I wish becoming a millionaire was that easy. I wish fucking social media was that easy, except everybody on the internet is now an infomercial guru jerk-off. I find it amazing that you can buy a scale off of Amazon for 20 bucks and people don't get on it every day, or if they do and they see the numbers going up, they don't care. Maybe people should buy full-length mirrors and stand in front of it naked every morning. Take a good hard look at yourself. Or maybe you and your husband or your wife should stand in front of it together naked and say, hmm, do I want to look at you or do I want you looking at me every day for the rest of my life? Maybe I should tighten things up just a little bit. Maybe I should have a little self-control, a little self-discipline, a little self-respect. If not for me... Maybe I should just do it for the person who's sleeping with me. Here's a big one. You have to drink eight glasses of water a day. Eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. Because it'll help speed up your metabolism and it'll help with weight loss. And that's why most Americans are having all these problems. They're not drinking enough fluids, primarily water. What bullshit? They sell water at the grocery store. It comes out of the tap. If you're really hard up, you can drink it out of the toilet or the shower. We do not get fat because of lack of water. You know why? Let me tell you where your fluids come from. One quarter to one third, even almost as much as one half of your fluids can come from the foods you eat. The food you eat offers that much fluid. Now, if you eat foods that are fatter, they're going to have less fluids in them. But one-quarter to one-third of all the food you eat supplies the necessary liquids that you need. Also remember that water is in just about every fluid you drink. Coke, beer, soups, wine, it's got water in it. And that helps supply your daily fluid intake. It helps supplement the fluid or the water that you need. Even if you're drinking coffee. You know what coffee's made from? Water. Hey, Steve, no, wait, coffee's a diuretic. You know what? Water's a diuretic. Have two glasses of water and tell me if you're not peeing for the next 30 minutes, that is, unless you're running a marathon and sweating it out. Water makes you pee, coffee makes you pee, they're both diuretics. But again, food supplies a tremendous amount of fluids. That's why when you get up in the morning, you pee. Because all that digestion is broken down into carbon dioxide And water. It contains water. So welcome to reality. Everybody in America is running around with a bottle of water in their hand or in their car. One time my doctor said, God damn, I couldn't even examine this lady because she wouldn't put her goddamn bottle of water down. She said, doctor, how will I know if I'm hydrating? He said, don't worry, I went to medical school. The answer is, you'll be thirsty. Now put the damn water down and let me take your blood pressure. You have to touch your chest while bench pressing. Okay, this is a question for Mike. That's such bullshit, I can't believe it. Remember, some people have much greater flexibility than others. Do you want a good range of motion? Absolutely. And a good range of motion could be called a full range of motion. For you or anybody else. Some people could touch their chest, some people can't. Some people are more flexible and bendy, stretchy than others. Those are the people you kind of like to date but it's not critical. Why force it? Why put those joints, those tendons and ligaments under excess pressure, trying to lower the weight to the point where they're going to snap and then you won't lift at all. You lower the weight or you lift the weight to the point where you get some resistance and then you drive it back up. Obviously, if you're lowering the weight one foot when you're bench pressing, that ain't bench pressing. But if you lower it and you go, man, I just can't touch my chest, then don't worry about it. I have never been able to touch my chest on incline. The bar comes to about my chin. That's as far as my shoulders go. My big buddy, Scott, he can drop it right to his chest on incline. It's amazing. I just don't have that capability. So you got to work within your biomechanics. you got to work within your own range of motion. What matters is, are you getting a decent range of motion? Are you lifting heavy weight? Are you working with intensity? And remember, is it hard to complete the set? Is it hard to complete the rep? That's what I mean by heavy weight, okay? You might have a day where you're just tired and you say, I'm gonna go a little lighter, but I'm gonna get 10 reps, not rest as much, and do another set of 10, not rest as much, do another set of 10, and those 30 reps are hard to complete. That's called intensity. And it's intensity either from heavy weight Hard work, less rest, more exercises, or a combination of all that stuff, as I've mentioned, that makes you bigger and stronger. Here's one I love. Muscle confusion. What a great catchphrase. What a great gimmick. Made the guy from P90X a millionaire. Muscle confusion doesn't mean anything. Muscles don't grow because they're confused. Muscles grow because they're overloaded with work. Now you're saying, well, Steve, what if we do a different exercise or a variety of exercises we hadn't done before? Yeah, that's not muscle confusion. That's simply a new motion or movement that your body's not used to. But your biceps don't contract any differently. Your quads don't contract any differently. So a new exercise might allow you to handle heavier weight. It might limit your movement or your range of motion. So you have to work a little harder to lift the same amount of weight. But there is no confusion going on with the muscle. The muscle is just being overworked and therefore causing you to be sore and therefore causing changes in the muscle which make you bigger and stronger. But remember, the more basic exercises you remove from your workout, the less efficient and effective your workout is. So if one day you just want to use dumbbells for chest, that's great. It mixes it up. It keeps things fresh. But don't bench press for a month with a straight bar and you'll notice your bench press going down. Again, mix in different exercises if you want, but some of the basics still have to stay in your workout. And finally, eating late at night makes you fat. That's such bullshit, I can't believe people still believe that. Remember, a majority of our calories are used by our metabolism keeping us alive and then there's some calories burned through digestion and then a few calories burned through normal daily movement. But most of your calories are utilized keeping you alive, breathing, heart rate, generating new cells, getting you rid of old cells, keeping your brain running. Eating late at night is irrelevant whether you eat all your calories at noon, whether you eat your calories over seven meals, whether you eat all your calories right before you go to bed. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference. What matters is the total amount of calories you take in every day and the total amount of calories you burn up every day. And is that total a positive number or is it a negative number? If it's a negative number over the days and the weeks and the months that follow, you'll begin to lose weight. If it's a positive number, you'll begin to gain weight. And a friend of mine, Adrian who's a personal trainer, reminded me of the analogy I used years ago on my show Body Performance on YouTube. He said, you know, Steve, you had talked about people eating at a certain time, but if they go to California, now it's three hours earlier. Do they have to eat three hours earlier, or can they still eat at the same time? And then what happens if they go back to the East Coast? Is that going to screw things up? See how ridiculous that is? So it makes no difference when you eat your food. It might keep you up if you eat too late. It might get indigestion. But when it comes to caloric intake and weight loss or weight gain, it's the total number of calories that you eat, the total number of calories you burn, and the average moving forward over days, weeks, and months. On my next podcast, I'm going to give you the answers to two questions I answered on Instagram. You know that people are thinking when they're asking insightful, intelligent questions. If you know somebody who needs help with weight loss and fitness, have them give me a shout. If you need help with weight loss and fitness, give me a shout. I'm more than happy to help anybody, anytime. I want to help you reach your goals so you look good naked. Remember, there is no easy way, but there is a right way. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.